This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Stephen Jarvis and Friends podcast. I have Alicia Lockhart and LaDonna Humphrey from Deep Dark Secrets podcast. Today, we're going to ask them a few simple questions. Make sure that, you know, uh, they don't say, oh, God, Stephen was a jerk and all that. Um, but also, go check out the podcast of the month, which are two for February and that's Spoil My Movie and World's True Crime. And if you love that those two podcasts and love this podcast, go check out everyone at the Deluxe Edition Network where you'll find other great podcasts. So let's get into the interview. How are you doing today, ladies? I'm doing good. How are you, Steven? Uh, trying to hang in there, I guess. I like that honest answer. I do too. It's been a crazy day for me. I've been traveling and all kinds of stuff, but I'm glad to be here. Thanks for inviting us on the show. Thank you for allowing me to interview you. I mean, that it's it's hard to get guests on a podcast that most people are like, well, you do horror and then you flip-flop. It's like, well, yeah, just trying to stay ahead of the curb. Uh, we already got someone from uh, Tommy Knocker, the horror guy, saying Stephen is a jerk. Mm. Thanks, oh, Tommy. No. no, he's part of the Deluxe Edition podcast. I've <laughs> oh, had him on the show. So he's, so he's, he's just razzing you? Yeah. Come on, Tommy, be nice. See, Tommy, I have friends. So today we're going to talk about some of the content that you both have on TikTok and also on Anchor. Uh, how did you both come up with the idea of going against some of the things that you go against on your podcast with the deep dark web. I think I'm going to let Alicia start maybe talking about how we met and that kind of goes into um, why we're here today. So Alicia, I'm going to kick it to you. Yeah, this uh, was something that kind of chose us rather than us choosing it. Uh, I had I mean, going back to 2009, I had this really horrific modeling experience um, with a pornography producer who was making morgue pornography for people who have uh, what's called a death fetish. So there's this large community of people uh, who are really sexually aroused by necrophilia, dead women, you know, just various methods of women being assaulted, raped, tortured. And I happen to uh, be unlucky enough to run into a man who had a business making this kind of footage for people online. And in a video that I agreed to model in, in my early 20s, um, he had asked me to wear a Mickey Mouse watch while pretending to be a, a dead girl in a morgue. And uh, 
that detail became very important. Um, I think it was in 2021, like late 2021, when I was having a conversation with my younger sister and I had shared this really creepy experience of mine with her. And she was like, that sounds like something a serial killer would want. Like, it sounds like a serial killer trophy, uh, you know, somebody's a victim's watch that he had perhaps ordered, um, you know, a fetish video to relive some kind of murder. Have you ever thought about that possibility? And I really hadn't. And it, you know, it was kind of a freaky thing to think about. And so my sister, as you do, wound up Googling Mickey Mouse watch plus murder. And she found this cold case in Arkansas um, the cold case of Melissa Witt, which is a case that LaDonna Humphrey has been advocating for for many years now, trying to help um, just raise awareness for the case and help the police out in that way. So when my sister found out about the Melissa Witt case and that it was unsolved and that Melissa um, had been wearing a Mickey Mouse watch at the time of her abduction and murder and that it had never been recovered. We, um, we were both really scared and creeped out and we figured that we better, you know, let the police know that there was this simulated snuff film out there um, that had a detail that could be linked to a cold case. So that is my long story of how, I came to know about this content and how LaDonna and I, um, you know, got together in the beginning. And so I'll let LaDonna kind of carry on to how that hit for her and what what that kind of led us to do together. So Alicia um, submits a tip in the WIT case. It's a case that I've been working now for about eight years. I'm a private investigator now because of the Witt case, you know, partial, partial uh, way into the case, you know, me working at, I decided to um, take the test to become a licensed investigator. But I can tell you where I was sitting the day that I got the tip that came through and the things that Alicia had to say, the experiences and things that had happened to her were so similar to things that were in the Witt case that we had to take action on the tip. And so met with authorities, and then I was really tasked with um, the job of getting to know Alicia, you know, finding out more about her. And, you know, at, at first, we, you know, we didn't know her, so her motivation for calling in the tip, and then realized she was really a credible source, and this horrible thing had happened to her by this producer, and that she had escaped with her life. I mean, that's just pretty clear to us. And really, through the course of that, Alicia and I became fast friends, and um, I think we're geared a lot the same way. And we began to investigate. We wanted to know more. That's our nature, both of us. Like, we, we want to know why. And so we really kind of dug into what is death fetish? What is it? What are these people doing? And the, the more that we dug in, the more we realized that there were horrible things happening within those communities and that we were finding through research that real murders had been occurring because of these communities. And so Alicia and I then decided to write a book together it's called Strangled, and it's part two in the Who Killed Melissa Witt series. And so we wrote that book together, and as we wrote the book, we realized we had more to say and that we wanted to destroy the death fetish community, and we're going to. We're going to eradicate them. And um, we started the podcast, the Deep Dark Secrets podcast, and it's just growing strong. I mean, we're, what, five months in, and we've got about 11,000 downloads, so we're pretty excited about that. 
Yeah, I feel like we're gaining people every week. Um, I think that the content is really eye-opening. But I'm curious, Stephen, like, how did you find us? And how, what do you think about all these crazy things that we're posting? <laughs> well, you know, it's weird, really, because I, I'm sorry that you had to go through that. And as a private investigator, you probably saw some shit, LaDonna, about that case. And it's like, to have to go through that, you know, bravo for you, both of you, you know, I mean, that this is a serious thing with this death fetish thing. And people, some people are trying to go after you guys, after you, and other people are supporting you. And I, I found you guys on TikTok. So mm-hmm. it was, it was just scrolling through one day and all of a sudden I was like, hmm, Deep Dark Secrets podcast, and I'm watching it, I'm watching it, and some of the things, and some of the things that you're both attacked for, and I seen the one by a a friend of yours on Twitter denouncing you guys and all that stuff. Oh, shout out to Raphael Sharp, yeah, (laughs) he's our bud! (laughs) It does seem like we're very polarizing. We have people who are fanatical and just think that we're angels and that we're doing God's work. And then there's people that want, I mean, quite simply people that want to murder us. Right. Yeah. I mean, we get death threats. You know, I, before this tonight, I spoke at a, a book club and of course they are pretty supportive. I mean, love what we're doing. And, you know, at the same time, I'm getting emails saying, Hey, I want to, you know, burn your house down, those kind of things, because we've got so many enemies within the death fetish community. Um, and that's OK. Those are those are the good kind of enemies, you know, that you're supposed to have because we're standing for what is right. and We're trying to protect all women and they're trying to go ahead and protect what they're doing, which is the glorification of the murder of young women. And so those are those are the kind of enemies I can live with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. It's really fucked up that, you know, people would do that to you guys. Um, And we got Mark from Talking Shit Podcast saying, hey, Stephen, LaDonna, and Alicia. How are you doing today, Mark? Hey, hey. Yeah, he was my co-host, and then he he went on his own, and uh, now tomorrow they're having their debut episode, so hopefully it goes well. That's exciting. Yeah, he's, he's like, well, I guess the Stephen Jarvis umbrella grows a little bit more and i'm like hey it's it's all on you i said i i I gave you that support i said i'll subscribe to you and all that but i said it's it's on you to come up with that content i and it's hard to be a content creator i mean if you can't find that niche audience or the audience that's gonna be willing to listen to you i mean it's difficult so you know you're you're both a success with what you're doing Bravo thank on you. that. Oh, thank you. That was kind. I appreciate well, that. Like I always say, you know, if if podcasters get in the business to say screw every other podcaster, I wouldn't be in this business. Right. No, this we business. all have to help each other. Exactly. And with what you're both going through, you're receiving death threats because of it, because you're trying to unveil this. And the porn industry, rather people like hearing this or not, is demented. I mean, you have stars like James Dean, who's beating his co-stars doing all this. And it's just like, how could people find any of this 
satisfying, I guess, is unless there's, and you don't want to say mental illness because then, you know, people will be like, well, it's probably that they're depraved and, you know, like both of you were saying, they probably want to fantasize about committing murder and all that. And here's their chance in this death fetish shit. And I just, I, I hope both of you are safe and stay safe because like you both said, you know, with the getting the death threats, you never know if you can really trust them or find them credible, but you also have to be on your toes. Well, we do, but you know, I think a couple of things, there's more than a couple of things that are to our advantage. And this maybe is my soapbox. I don't know. I mean, we're working with authorities. We're working with federal authorities now. Um, And we're not hiding behind a screen name like they are. So we're saying, Hey, I'm LaDonna Humphrey. This is Alicia Lockhart, and we're going to take you on. But what they're doing is they're hiding behind these personas, Raphael Sharp, Jessica X, you know, Snuff Princess, all of those things. And so I don't, I, you know, I, I take it with a grain of salt. You know, mm-hmm. they have made some horrible threats. But I think that at the end of the day, and Alicia, correct me if you think I'm wrong. I mean, I don't want to speak for both of us, but I think they're more afraid of us than we are of them. Yeah, I do feel like the tides are turning at this point because I I think that a lot of the harassment was just designed to keep us from getting to this point. We were getting a lot of harassment when we were writing our book about my, um, you know, my abuse story, my video experience and how that related to Melissa's case. And uh, I think that, you know, we were having our computers hacked at that point, people were in our Google Doc that we were writing in, reading what we were writing. Wow. As Getting we into writing our phones. I mean, it's just been... Yeah. God, that and is so messed up. I think they were doing that because they were fearful of us coming fully into the light yeah. to a public space and sharing this information with thousands and thousands of people. And that is what's happening right now. And I think it's their worst nightmare. So it is a very... We're at a pretty empowering place in this mm-hmm. whole process. But yeah, it was really scary in the beginning. But I mean, yeah. we're, we've been doing this for over a year now. So we're pretty, um, I guess, just like acclimated to the stress level of doing this. And we're yeah. both very passionate about following through with it. So we're going to keep on going until you know, we see more and more of these websites come down and we're just doing everything we can to make that happen. So there's a lot of stuff going on in the back end that we don't even really talk about on the podcast, but we are constantly reporting these websites to web hosts. We're reporting Mm -hmm. them to payment processors, getting Mm -hmm. them stripped of their rights to use PayPal or credit card processors. And we're making specific FBI reports about each person that we uncover the true identity of. So it's just a matter of time before they're going to have to to back off and stop making this disgusting content. Well, yeah. and and they're foolish too because at the end of the day, eventually they they're going to be prosecuted for the death threats and for the things that can be traced. So just because they're not answering for it right now, I mean, it's just a matter of time. You know, we're we're building enough of a case against these what we call the fetishers um mm-hmm. to really, you know, take some action against them later. And I think it is for us, you know, it's about um 
you know, it's in memory of so many victims who have been killed because of the death fetish community. There are so many women and and some men who have been murdered. But it's it's also that advocacy, I think, to prevent anybody else from being killed. I mean, these online communities that's not freedom of speech. There's no artistic value. This is the glorification of rape, murder, and torture. Everybody should be horrified and say, no, no, we're not going to allow this. And we're just not going to stop until that happens. So how willing were the authorities to get involved with this when you both first reach out to them? Were they like, yeah, let's do this? Or were they kind of apprehensive about it? So are you talking about in the WIT case or just when we make reports about the death fetish? Well, online? starting with the WIT case and going on to now. So um, so I can answer the first part of that and I'll let, then I'll kick it over to Alicia. So the, the authorities in the WIT case, we were very interested. This, this angle was brand new. We'd never heard anything like this. And we needed to know if there was any credible connection to the WIT case. And this one particular producer, his name is, you know, he's, it's hard to say it's Carl Coleman and he's just a really um, seedy, nasty death fetish producer, you know? And so we needed to see if there was a connection and there was some, I posed as an online love interest for him and he shared a lot of information. And the funny thing about this is, is he's his own undoing. He gave us the keys to the kingdom. He let us in one of these death fetish sites. And the minute he did that, we had him, we had him by the balls just to be frank. And so that's really kind of leads to the second part of, I'm going to let Alicia answer that part of what we're experiencing with law enforcement outside of the WIC case now. Yeah, because we, you know, we were working with Arkansas law enforcement and they, as LaDonna said, are very interested in this specific person who made the video and who he has, you know, made it for, who he's sold it to. And we can't really talk much about where that's going because that's Mm -hmm. up to the police. Uh, But what we realized was that this is so much bigger than just this one guy making this video. There are thousands of these videos and we wanted to know more about who the key players were in this community who the website owners are who the producers are and so you have to understand that talking to Arkansas you know you bring that up and it's just this big can of worms and it's like well you have screen names but do we know who these real guys are you know like maybe you ladies need to go do some work, some investigative work and pull some business licenses and figure out who these guys are and where they are so that we can even assess what can be done about them. And so we've spent tons of man hours doing this, LaDonna and I. And as we've been able to peel back the layers and find true identities and trace people, we make reports to their you know, local authorities, we make reports to their FBI departments where they're located at. And the response, it's, you know, it's a little bit of a delay. You put in a report and just because you don't get a response back doesn't mean that they're not looking into it themselves. So it's hard to say how many of our reports are being followed up on. But I do tend to hear back from, I would say about half of Half of the reports that I make, I have gotten some sort of return on. And um, some of them, 
are more receptive than others. I've had phone calls where I have had to educate FBI agents in certain areas about what a snuff film is and why this is important. And then, you know, there are other people who, who do know a lot more about that. And I won't lie. I've spoken to some police departments who are not able to help at all or not willing to help at all. So it's kind of, it's been all over, all over the board. Um, One, one situation that, emerged recently that I would like to share. I was in one of these forums. I was actually in a discord server mm-hmm. for one of the forums. And um, I was just getting blasted with all these private messages because, because I'm a female in one of these groups and, you know, females are in short supply in a lot of these communities and so well, I was just killing them. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just getting bombarded with these really disgusting messages, lots of like um, cannibalism messages and messages about uh, beheadings. And um, some of the guys seem pretty serious about the, the things that they were saying to me. So I just entertained a few of them to see how far they were willing to go with me. And, Unsurprisingly, I had multiple guys in this Discord server that were willing to set times and dates with me. Like they were asking me to come to their basement so that they could murder me. And they were planning, you know, here's where I live. Here's the plane you would need to take. Here's the bus stop I would pick you up at. You know, I'd need you to walk over here so that I could be off the camera at this bus stop and then you would get into my car. And so I thought that's pretty, uh, you know, to me, that sounds like conspiracy to kidnap and murder. You're setting mm-hmm. times, you're setting dates, you're willing to do this. You're going to, you know, they were sending me pictures. This one guy was sending me a picture of his basement. He was sending me a picture of the basket. He was going to catch my head in after he, uh, chopped it off so i thought that the police might be interested in knowing about this person and i was able to coax him into sending me his facebook page with his identity um and and so i i was not shy about calling the police and saying hey i've got this guy here in kansas city missouri and he wants to murder me on thursday (laughs) at six o'clock and uh, they just, they weren't interested at all in helping. They didn't, they said there was nothing that they could do. Wow. Um, it was shocking to me that they didn't want to help at all. It was shocking, but in true Alicia and LaDonna fashion, we put Kansas City and the Kansas City Police Department and the whole situation on blast on yeah. social media. And I mean, I think the response she has the numbers or at least can give you a roundabout. Yeah, we had it. That post alone had like about a 30,000 reach. Yeah. There was a lot of viewage on that and people were upset about it. And um, I, I think they should be, you know, there's, that's a really interesting conversation too. Like how far does it need to go before somebody in one of these forums is actually in trouble? And I agree because, you know, there's a, 
there's something that people say, well, you know, we can't have thought police just because these people are fantasizing about this. Okay, I get that, but I'm going to call bullshit when they're actually setting a time and a place to meet somebody. That's no longer fantasy. That to me is taking it to the next step. So, and I'll, I'll watch my language. I do apologize. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. Anything is uh, welcome on here. I mean, with what both you have to put up with, I'm sure you've heard every uh, syllable in the book on bad language uh, with some of these threats that you've both received. Um, I guess the one thing is, is that why would people enjoy this i guess is my next question it's like there do you think it is something to do with mental health or is it just something deep down inside them that it finally comes out like with serial killers you know they eventually say that you know we we acted upon an impulse and all that stuff and is that what's going on with these people that do this murder and all that fetish I, well, I'm, I mean, I'm that is harsh. I'm going to let her talk because what I have to say is harsh. So <laughs> I think that's one of the most intriguing questions. One of the most intriguing things about all of this. And I, you know, I have a bit of a psychology background. That's where my college education was. And mm-hmm. I've worked in the field a little bit too, uh, under a licensed therapist with schizophrenic youth. And I do see a lot of parallels in terms of mental illness and what I see in these boards. And I think it's super interesting when you find a thread where people will talk about, well, you know, when did you realize you had this fetish? And a lot of people in there will say that they already were aware of their attraction to dead women, um, you know, at age 10 or so, that they were already thinking about it and fantasizing about it. And yeah, and that's so, so common. Like most of the people that share their stories in there about how this fetish came to be for them, they are throwing out ages like 10, 11, 8. It's really young that they know. And that does remind me of serial killers. Well, I think it's, I mean, there's, it it runs the gamut of mental illness. You know, there's untreated, you know, mental illness there's trauma we've got you know one producer that talks about childhood trauma that i think was a direct you know correlation to what he's doing now he's like reliving that i think to some degree or or hurting women or because right these long blog posts about watching his mom being raped and beaten while he was you know hiding underneath a bed and so there's definitely trauma and mental illness going on there. But these people that go into these forums and consume this content, they are in these forums 10, 12, 14 hours a day. Like there's some users that every single time I go snooping around in the forum, they're there. Like they do not leave the forum. Shout out XJ900UK. <laughs> I see you man. in there. <laughs> And he, you know, what's about him? He's in, he's in the UK and he could get in some serious trouble for entertaining that kind of content because of the laws that they have in place there. And so, and that and Snuff Princess, Snuff Princess, we believe is in um, Ridgeland, Ridgeland, Mississippi, or was at one point. And so um, I just think that 
they don't realize how much we're watching them and how much we actually know, you know, out of all fairness. And the amount, you know, I've added up some of the hours. I think we talked about that in the book. You want me to readjust my camera, Stephen? No, I was, I'm trying to, I had my logo and it was cutting off like half oh. of half your face and i'm like uh let's it's see okay. if i can move it down and it's I'm okay just... when we get off the call Ladonna will go get it tattooed on her head so that That's she's i can cover half my face now if you want <laughs> no 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 I, i'm surprised that it was even I, i'm still trying to figure out the stream yard and all that because okay. when i first started i was on anchor as well uh, under uh steven acosta reviews and then changing my last name to Jarvis because of my uh, adoptive father. His last name was Jarvis. Um, then it became Stephen Jarvis Reviews, and then it was Stephen Jarvis and Friends. And so it's just like trying to figure everything out. And of course, You're now it's video. It's video now, so you can see the people talking where before it was all just audio. Yeah, this is really nice. We might have to take a note from your book and do some of our interviews with people in something like this. It's cool to be able to see you. Yeah, I like it. I just was a little worried about my hair, though, guys. <laughs> I I don't have much hair, so that's why mostly I'm wearing a hat. No, it's good. I, and so I love your accent, Stephen, I'm just going to say, because I have this very Southern accent. And so <laughs> it's actually... Uh, actually nice to hear a different accent so somebody was making fun of me today for it so hey being you know accent. being a northerner it uh it's weird because uh, you know you go to all these different uh states and they're just like god you got a very strong <laughs> accent uh of canada and it's like well yeah my family is french canadian but no uh minnesota so minnesota yep <laughs> Hey, I, that's not the first time I've heard it. Probably won't be the last. And no, I like it. I'm not making yeah. fun. I like it. Yeah. Listen to me. I sound like a Southern Belle or something. I don't know. Okay, but. so Stephen, now you have to do Ladonna's accent. Yeah, do it. Ooh, do it. Come on, we'll still uh, be friends. All right. Since you put me on the spot, uh, give me a sentence, and I'll try and do it in a Southern accent. Okay. Let's see. My name is Ladonna, and I live in Arkansas. Um, I like to drink sweet tea. <laughs> I like to drink sweet tea. Oh, yes! That was so good. I'm gonna cry a little bit after this, but that was so good. You sounded like me. My my favorite heroes are Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Dale Earnhardt Sr. <laughs> oh, you took that one a little too far, I think. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. It's okay. Hey, you know. NASCAR was a thing back in the day, and now it's just, it's horrible. Just like all sports in general right now. Except baseball. Okay, I'm a huge Razorback baseball fan. Shout out to the Razorbacks. You're my favorite. There we go. Razorbacks, you got a fan. Woohoo! <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if you can't tell, uh, I'm a old school hockey fan. Uh, Minnesota North Stars, who later became the Dallas Stars in the NHL. They uh, oh, cool. being born in '93. I uh, I didn't get to see them uh, leave in '94 after getting to the Stanley Cup Finals, and then uh, they did lose. But I don't know many teams that would have been like, 
oh, hey, you know, uh, now that uh, you guys went to a Stanley Cup and lost it and you're being consistent, uh, you guys go ahead, go go down to Dallas. Uh, that that's typical Minnesota sports teams here. I'm I'm waiting for the Vikings to do the same. Well, I'm I'm gonna like slink away because you said you were born in '93 and I graduated high school in '91. So I'm out of here, guys. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> wait, wait a minute, old. Yeah, yeah. In uh, three days, I turned thirty. So wow! Well, happy birthday. Yep. Uh, got married to my lovely wife who uh, puts up with me, uh, married her. Well, she married me. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest on that record there uh, in September. So last September. And uh, it's, it's just been weird, you know? Uh, and of course she's been on the podcast a few times. Uh, she was on one of our Christmas episodes. Cause she, anything to do with Hallmark and she's on it. <laughs> And it's That's just good wife really... bait, the Hallmark stuff. Yeah, yep. it is. And of course, Peacock now carries it. So it's like, oh, good God, Alyssa. Well, congrats on being married. So you just, you've been married just over a year. Is that right? Uh, no, uh, September of 2022. So oh, okay. it's oh, okay. been about four, almost five months. Oh, okay. So that's about the time we launched our podcast. So I'll always connect you to the podcast now because our little baby <laughs> podcast launched in September. So I'll send you happy anniversary messages. Hey, you know, uh, feel free to friend me after this. Uh, we yeah, we definitely talk, will. And I can always have you guys both back on the podcast. I'm I'm willing to do that. Let's let's get a lot of these sickos behind bars and get rid of this fetish stuff. And if it starts here with getting more eyes on the product on here with like you both said, you know, you're getting great feedback on Anchor. You know, we spread it around. We'll we'll get those sickos caught. Yeah, yeah, we're so thankful that you were, you know, wanting to have us on here because, like you said, you have a different audience than we do. You talk about different topics, and that means that your audience, you know, they may not listen to true crime podcasts every day like mm-hmm. a lot of our audience does. And so it's just so nice to kind of do swaps like that so you get to um, reach people that maybe wouldn't have heard about it otherwise and hopefully it's not too dark and scary I know you do you know some horror things so I'm sure some of your audience will be and we'll we'll give you a shout out on TikTok and on social media too and send people your way because I mean we, we like to partner up with people and especially when we've got a common ground as, you know, all as podcasters, content creators, and clearly we all hate death fetish. So down with death <laughs> fetish. So, you know, I, I it, it's important to us to be able to continue to network with those kind of people. So thank you for the opportunity. Uh, well, I'm probably going to get canceled because I offended a Southerner. He said, Stephen, it's sweet tea. How we say it in the South. I, I, they put me on the spot, Brian. I'm sorry. He did his best. I said sweet tea. Did I did I say it wrong? I, I think when I said it, it was a little bit not enough twang on <laughs> it. It wasn't enough. But well. like I told my buddy Mark when uh, him and Brian were on the podcast uh, on Tuesday. And they were like, so Steve, uh, can we get you canceled today? And I'm like, oh, God, three years of doing this. And it's just like, <laughs> please don't. 
And, but like I say, you know, yeah, I mean, if we can get more people to know about this and the let's let's be honest, it's a plague on society. And, you know, with these people that enjoy this stuff, it, I, I, I wouldn't want to meet them. Uh, I, I, you're very brave for both you to one, be a private investigator and all of it. And two, go in these forums and actually talk with them, getting them to open up so then you can get them, you know, and just, uh, I'm, I'm sure both of you could email me something and halfway through it, I'd be like, I'm sorry I asked for it. I'm sorry. Cause I, I bet it's pretty bad. Well, Alicia's better at that than I am, right? <laughs> she She's good cop, bad cop, because I'm almost like going for the juggler. You fucker. You know, she's a little bit better. I'm trying to learn to, to, to do <laughs> to that. To finesse it's, them. It's really, really difficult. But you know what you could ask people to do, though? There's something that everybody could do to get involved, if it's okay if I... Yeah, go ahead. Mention this because not everybody's going to want to get into the forums and do those things, but you can go over to deepdarksecretspodcast.com, click on the advocacy button, scroll down the page until you hit um, our link for our petition. And we have created a petition over at change.org. And what we want people to do is to sign that petition. And that's really just the world linking arms, you know, especially in the United States. And we're saying death fetish isn't okay. Mm-hmm. And we want teeth putting put in these federal obscenity laws. And so every signature that we get that helps us gain the attention um, of legislators. So they will join us with this and we can come up with strategies to put some really, really sharp teeth in yeah. all of the legislation. And so that's important if, if people would sign that petition at Deep Dark Secrets Podcast dot com. Yeah, it's Check a great that way out. For, Sign it. Yeah, for people to support without having to go into those dark, scary places and, you know, see things that you can't unsee. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, bravo to both of you. Like I said before, I know I couldn't do it. I, I told my wife, she's like, uh, so you wanted to be a cop one day? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, what stopped you? And I'm like, I I wouldn't know how to deal with a lot of these situations because if you see me, I'm very well with animals. I love animals. I love people. Well, some people. But, you know, <laughs> just to see, like, some of these things on YouTube where the cops are carrying a child out and the child's been beaten, the mother's been beaten, I, I said I, that would be the final straw for me. I, I, I would be willing to lose my badge on a scumbag that would do that to people. I mean, it's, it's really scary how the world's become, you know, with now this death fetish stuff. I mean, who knows when it actually started? I mean, it could have went all the way back in, you know, the medieval time. Oh, necrophilia has been happening for centuries. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's unfortunately, that's just a plague of humanity. I mean, there's just Mm going to be a subset of people who have that, and, and necrophilia is considered a mental illness. Yeah. And it's just, it is what it is. And so um, I think that we could go all the way back. You know, there may just not be record of some of the things that we're seeing now, but necrophilia for sure. And just violence against women. You know, it seems to have been 
uh, you know, over the centuries, it's been acceptable. And for us, I think our motivation is um, we have daughters mm-hmm. and, you know, it's we know people that have been sexually assaulted. We know people that have been, you know, victims of violence. And and this is for them. We're doing this for them and we're doing it for the murder victims who can't speak for themselves. This is for Melissa Witt, Jane Longhurst, you know, Sharon Lapotka. I can Hope give you a list of women. Hope Barden. No more, not one more woman. Exactly. You know, you don't, you don't want this to keep going on because if it does, it's never going to stop. And we're hoping it does because, you know, we're hoping for decency. And with some people, that's not easy, though. I will say, and I will throw my support. I will sign that petition. If I got to be the first one to do it, I will sign that petition. And on the Bible, I, I will. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, if, if you could email it to me after the yes. show, I, I will sign that. Thank you. We'll be glad to do that. And I promise you it won't be done in vain because I can guarantee you Alicia Lockhart and I are not going to stop mm-hmm. until we have eradicated death fetish off the Internet. We're gonna, mm-hmm. They're going to say bye-bye. So. <laughs> exactly. You know, you don't want it to keep going on. I mean... Just from what we've talked about right now, it's just like, why? And and the thing is, why aren't our legislators banning this? I mean, they want to ban everything else, but people get murdered to satisfy perverts and uh, can't even say what I want to say about them. (laughs) But, you know, why aren't they doing more? I mean... It's a tough question to answer. I think that police in general can be very overloaded. You know, they have Mm -hmm. so much going on in their areas. And I know that there are good FBI agents and good police out there and so and good legislators, too. So it's just a matter of us spreading the word and getting connected to the people that can help and will help. I still believe that there are those kinds of people out there. We just have to find them all and link arms. Mm-hmm. And you got to know about it to know to stand up and do something about it. And, you know, we run across a lot of people in government capacities that don't know about death fetish and they don't understand how dangerous it is. Right. And we also live in a free country. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Right now we do. And so there is some confusion, I think, about free speech and thought police and all of those things. So it's a matter of um, somebody taking up this cross to bear, so to speak, and saying, this is going to be my platform. And nobody was doing it. And so Alicia and I have taken it upon ourselves to help educate people on the truth, the horrors of, um, you know, death fetish. I'm on such a soapbox tonight. I'm sorry. (laughs) Preach it, sister. (laughs) Well, it's so interesting, too, because like I have friends here where I live that are so like you, Stephen, they're so into animals. You know, they just they're animal rights activists. They're constantly feeding stray dogs and helping out at the shelter and things like that. And I think that everybody has that thing, you know, that thing they just feel called to, they just feel passionate about helping with. And for LaDonna and I, this is one of those great things that we will never let go of. And I, 
I've definitely looked at other friends of mine, like the animal people, and just been like, that's amazing that you feel in your heart personally called to help in this way or that way. And it's been really wonderful to feel that in myself about this. And it's just, there's an inner energy that comes with that when you find something like that, like a cause that you're really passionate for. And um, I think that everybody has something different, you know, so that everything gets done. We can't all focus on the same thing. And that's the beauty of um, just the way that we feel about this. We can't really change how passionate we feel about it. And so we just have to go for it. And it's it's almost like, you know, the, the universe orchestrated this, you know, the universe was up to something um, because. You know, I'm in Arkansas. She's in the Virgin Islands. The fact that we have met and, you know, not only that, I mean, she's one of my closest friends, too, on top of it. But, you know, we work really well together and we have a shared focus and vision. And she is strong where I'm weak and I'm strong where she's weak and and we make a great team. And so and what's been exciting is that we're meeting people like yourself, Stephen, along the way who are like, hey, let me lend a hand. And. I don't know. It's just becoming this great. It's becoming a movement. I mean, we're seeing mm-hmm. our podcast grow by almost a thousand people a week at this point. I mean, it's just growing and growing. And so it's a movement and we're going to stop death fetish. I hate yeah. death fetishers. Uh, well, just from what you've been saying, so do I. I mean, I, n- I never got really into the whole when men turn 18, you watch porn stuff. I, I never really got into that to begin with. Um, well, that's good. You've saved your mind. <laughs> well, when I where I was from, uh, we didn't have many computers or any of that. So it, it was pretty much uh, just working on my dad's farm and, uh, you know, trying to stay in shape for sports and all that, which ruined my knees due to it. But, you know, I, it... Uh, It's scary out there, like I said about this. I mean, you know, the thing, like you you both said, it's a movement. So many of our, like, the Code Adam, uh, Amber Alert, started as a movement because someone got murdered. I mean, Adam Walsh, six six years old, taken from a, a store, a mall in Florida, And never to be seen again. I mean, it's and then Amber's story, which is now on Peacock. I mean, it it it's weird that with everything going on, are we as a nation and are 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 we and our families safe? I mean, you hear about it, you know, here in Minnesota now at Mall of America, they're having shootings and it's like nothing's being done about it. But yet people go on Twitter because they're behind a wall and say, oh, well, you know, it's finally come to this and all that. And it's like, why? Why has it come to this when we as people need to really learn to love one another? You know, and it's it's scary. I I, me and my wife both want to have kids. And it's just like, do we really want to raise them in this world? Because, I mean, you take your eyes off them one second and they might be gone. Yeah. You know, it's scary. And, you know, the fetishers have accused us of this being a religious crusade and it's not, I mean, she and I can be, we're on opposite spectrums in terms of where we're at 
and, and, and different things that we believe. And that's okay. This is not a religious crusade. This is a human humanity issue. It's and a people are, yeah, people are dying and it's young women dying. It's women dying. And so I don't know. I just, I'm annoyed with the excuses the fetishers come up with and I probably better not start on that soapbox tonight. <laughs> I just don't, you know, if you go over to Twitter and you visit Raphael Sharp X's Twitter account, you'll get to see some of the arguments that they have. They want us to, you know, talk about the psychology of death fetish. I don't really care about what the psychology of death fetish is. What I care about is the glorification of the murder of young women and then people actually carrying that out. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're talking about. We're a true crime podcast. We're talking about true crime. So if he wants to know about the psychology of his death fetish, then I can give him a referral to probably a pretty good therapist. But that's not for us to talk about. And I know I sound really, really harsh about that. But, you know, we don't want the issue to get confused here. We're not here to defend these people. Mm -hmm. Right. We are taking a stand against them and we're here to defend the victims, the potential victims, and to try to hopefully save people. I don't know. Alicia. No, it's good to be able to say that because these people won't speak to us directly. We invite them to come on our show. You know, we tell them we'll talk to you, but pick up a phone or something. We're not going to talk to you through email, through your little fake name. And they're just not willing to do it. So it's there's a lot that goes unsaid um, there. And, you know, we see them talking about us, too, like. I was in I was in their Deadly Desires Discord the other day and somebody was looking for a video of a victim that looked like LaDonna. They were asking if anybody had one. Those wow. fuckers. Are you kidding me? You didn't tell me that. I think I showed it to you, but it was a couple weeks ago, so you probably forgot already. I'm gonna show that to the FBI. Yeah, they're they're just outrageous. And they seem to hate me more than they hate Alicia right now. I do agree. They they are way, way harsher on LaDonna. They think I'm the devil. Um, I'm sorry. I'm try I, I deal no, with no, I deal with difficult ahead. topics with humor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but and, I mean it is I, I don't care that they hate me. It doesn't really make a difference to me. I mean I the thing is, is they're talking about me way more than I'm talking about them. I'm trying to destroy their little <laughs> hobby, and they're over there, you know. You're living rent-free in their head. Know, <laughs> yes, we are. That. Yeah, I love it. I love it when they tweet about me. I love when they they <laughs> say things about me in the form. I live for this shit. You know why? Because I'm like, you're thinking about me, and you know I'm coming for you. So I, I, I can only imagine once I put this on YouTube, they're probably going to want to come after oh, me. Which they will. You know, I can't if, believe if they we want didn't to give you the rundown. The we usually yeah. give a rundown. We're just like, okay, do you really want us on the podcast? Because we come with this baggage, and the baggage is called Jessica Brown and mm-hmm. Raphael Sharp and Enough <laughs> uh, Princess. Yeah, okay. there's horror man might email you that seems to happen as well yeah. well you know what they can email me all they want but uh <laughs> come, come where i live Boys, <laughs> come to minnesota and come then we'll minnesota. talk uh, we'll, you didn't we'll talk say it right alicia it's minnesota minnesota <laughs> yeah you gotta you gotta emphasize it a little bit more i like the way you talk 
But, you know, uh, yeah, if they want to come to my door, more power to them. I, I'd love Ooh. to meet them face to face so I, I could tell them, hey, you know, I'm here. What are you going to do to me? Yeah. Well, my husband has an AK-47 with their name on it, so come on down. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. But, that, I mean, and I, I say that because, you know, they've threatened to burn my house down. Mm-hmm. They've threatened to traffic my family members. They've threatened her to, children. Yeah, like our kids. And they, they have plans to put Alicia and I in a shed. They want to keep us in a shed on Carl Coleman's property. We're yeah, if sure. you pick up a copy of Strangled, which is actually, I think it's free on Kindle Unlimited on it Amazon. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You can read all the poems that they send me late at night about what they're going to do to me in the shed. That's that's fucked up. But you know what? I, I would love to see them try and say some of that shit to me. I mean, I may not be, you know, a big tough guy, but, you know, someone crossed my family. I, I, I And I'm sure with both of you, you, you want to rip them apart. But at the same time, it's like we, we got to be smart about this. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, somebody asked me this the other day, and I know we're probably getting close to time here, but they said, you know, what are you going to do? What if somebody hurts you or Alicia from the death fetish community? And, you know, God forbid that that happens. I hope that it doesn't happen. But if somebody actually does something to me in the death fetish community, well, first of all, Alicia's going to avenge me. So avenge <laughs> I, me. I have made a promise. Mm-hmm. But at this point, we're kind of high profile about this, and it will be their undoing. And so it would be a huge mistake for them to to make that leap. You know, I was kind of hoping that maybe one of them would sue us because then we could get them a discovery. Like I'm hoping for something, but you know, they just hide behind their little screen and they mm-hmm. say on Twitter that LaDonna Humphrey didn't talk about the psychology <laughs> of death finish. That's how I imagine Raphael. Zero stars. That little bitch. And um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> go ahead go ahead I can't this, this, this is your time i'm i I'm can't just even stop myself because i know that Raphael's gonna watch this i'm talking to you Raphael. super fan super freak and oh, you know you'll probably get this taken off youtube with the way youtube's been lately oh, but I'm you so know what boring. no L- let them because that means it's working well we'll just we'll just come back and and exactly you so. know what if they want to try and cancel my podcast We'll do it again. I, I've I've had that threat many times in my life. I've had threats of people beating me up because of some things that people said oh, wow. that weren't true. I mean, I, I'm I'm not. I don't have fear. If they're gonna take the try and take this away from me, they they gotta know I'm going down swinging. That's kind of like our attitude, you know. They've been six. It's so funny too. And I I'm doing all the talking. I'm so sorry. I'm just full of rage tonight towards the fetishers, but. <laughs> You know, they they turn us in on TikTok all the time, all the damn time. Mm-hmm. And they'll we'll get a video taken down and then Alicia and I go appeal it and then they'll TikTok will put it back up again, which that's always so much fun to say. Yeah, because they're reporting videos that there's nothing wrong with them, but they just sit there and report all day because they're online on the you know, they're jaying off on the death fetish website and then yeah. they come over to the TikTok and report everything yeah. and And one of them is like a Canadian attorney and he's all hot and bothered that we've outed him but you know business licenses are public (laughs) alicia's gonna fire me after tonight's (laughs) (laughs) 
um, you know, everything we've done is public and it's legal. And we have, we have a, an attorney that we keep on um, retainer. Retainers. So, he, you know, he's really aware of everything that's going on. So we're just waiting for them to, to, to pull the trigger on something because we've got big plans for them. If they sue us, if they try to hurt us, I mean, they have no idea how well thought out we have been in this process. So, mm -hmm. Well, you know what? Uh, I wish you both the best. Um, Thank you. Ho ho hopefully they don't come after this video. If And I'll tell them right now, if you do, I'll have them back on e any time. Yeah, and we're I not was, going anywhere. You, know, you hear that, Raphael? And you know what? Raphael or whatever your name is, how about Jessica. you step out from behind the curtain, buddy? And, and come talk to someone that would really love to talk to you. And I know YouTube's probably not going to like me saying that, but you know what? There, there's a special place in hell for people like you. And and I'll go there for for you, Raphael. I will. Yeah! Yes. This is uncensored, you know. I have listened to some of my other stuff on, like, the horror movies and all that. And, you know, some people are going to be like, well, he's a horror fan. There's a big difference between horror movies and thank these you. fetishes thank you yeah, thank, thank you, you so much and that is one of their movies. biggest arguments it's just like a horror movie one of them even says it's not any worse than disney <laughs> i mean D disney is pretty fucking out there and a lot of their stuff is now coming to light too you know and it, it's like i said it's more than happy to meet you anywhere Raphael. i'm, I'm more than happy send me it's a point so weird ticket. Because we're talking right now, and I'm getting a weird phone call from Oregon, like right now on my cell phone, and that's where some of these uh, fetishers live. Oh God! I want to take it, but they just hung up. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're gonna to take Hello? it live, <laughs> Raphael. No, they hung up. Um, yeah, so. we get we get the breathers. Sometimes they'll play movies for us too. Like one time they played. Um, some of the audio from A Star is Born, like the Lady Gaga movie. Oh, the Super Morse code. Do you remember that? The Morse code. Oh, yeah. One time we got Morse code. And I record the phone calls, of course, because mm -hmm. I just document everything that I can. And, yeah, we listened to it and we're like, oh, that's Morse code. Great. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one of them like stomps around his RV. This big old fat guy walks around his <laughs> RV. <laughs> it's true. That's how he describes himself. I didn't make that up. He said that about himself. You and know, if, if if you're gonna call these nice ladies, why don't you just recite Black Christmas? I mean, <laughs> come on, be original. I mean, Lady Gaga, are you serious? Like, what are we twelve? <laughs> they're, 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 they're coming after me so i might as well get my shots in yeah steven get ready you're gonna get some nice little phone calls and poems too you're yeah. gonna have they'll email fans. you and they will want you to to see the error of your ways for talking to us because you know we're so anti-death fetish so good luck because you know what there's one thing about me i wasn't raised on filth and i won't be part of that filth so they want to come after me. Raphael, you want to come after me? You want to email me? You want to threaten me? You want to threaten my family? Which would be the biggest mistake you'll ever make. But you want to threaten me man to man? Do it. 
I'd like to see it. He's going to tweet about you. Good. And that is at Stephen Jarvis 00 at Twitter. <laughs> Go ahead, buddy. Oh, I cannot wait for Raphael to see this. I wonder if Raphael can watch live. Did you advertise that you were doing this with us? Yeah, on yeah. Facebook, Twitter, uh, I think even on Twitch. But you know yeah. what? Like I said, I, why be afraid of people like that? They're cowards anyway. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. You're, you're hiding behind a name called Raphael Sharp X. He, he used to go by Joshua Sharp X. His name is really Jessica Brown, Jesse Brown, Snuff Princess. And I think there was another name they went by. Necro Girl. Necro Girl X. Yeah. Yeah. You've been outed, Jessica. Yeah, it should be interesting. Uh, but you know what? Like they always say, all good things come to an end, as old Willie Nelson and Dandy Don Meredith from Monday Night Football used to say, turn out the lights, the party's over. Thank you so very much for being on the podcast. Please be safe. Uh, like I said, email me, and I'll I'll show my support. I'll put it on my Facebook page. I'll put it on Twitter. I'll put it on TikTok. And you know what? Let them come after us. Because you know what? With as many people as you're getting to support you, they can take us all. That's right. Yep. And we're growing every day and we've got you now and we'll just keep getting bigger and bigger until we can really stand and get rid of them all. Yeah. Thank you for having us tonight. Thank, Thank you, you for so the much. opportunity. Yeah, we will, time. We will see you both later. All right. Have a good night. You too. Bye for now. Bye. And ladies and gentlemen, that was both... Alicia and Ladon from Deep Dark Secrets podcast tonight. You know, a lot of things were said, and I support their movement that they're trying to eradicate what is going on, what is filth in this world. I'm not going to be preachy, but I just want everyone to know if you are against this death fetish stuff, please support their cause. Um, sign their petition. Let's get these people, these sickos, off the streets, in jail, where they belong. All right? This is Stephen Jarvis from Stephen Jarvis and Friends Podcast, and I will talk to you all later. Oh, and also, don't forget to like and subscribe. Comment if you loved watching the video. And if you're new to the channel, please subscribe as it does help us out. Also, go to our social media pages on Twitter, Facebook, the Facebook group, Stephen Jarvis and Friends, and also TikTok and YouTube. Thank you so very much. I'm going to show you uh, the new outro that I have, and thank you so very much. Talk to you all later. This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. <laughs>